0: Thank you, Pierre. Flagler Live. A lot of things going on in beautiful Flagler County, Florida. Palm Coast we're going to talk about today. What? Rate increase coming for your water and your wastewater and all that. Public hearing's coming. We're here to talk about it here today. And mostly uh, I wanted to uh, educate you about it before you get up and talk about it at a public hearing and say something that might embarrass yourself. Is that... um? (laughs) A good reason to have the show, Denise Bevan, our uh, city manager.
1: Yes. Good morning. Um, you have my raspy voice this morning, David. I like it. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. The sinuses are really kicking in.
0: Okay. Well, we're glad to have you. We got a big box of Kleenex for you there. <laughs> thank you. All right. So we got Denise Bevan. She's our city manager for PalmCo. By the way, good job on the state of the city. Uh, oh, thank you. You know, you're kind of a mystery person. You know, like, um, you know, you don't, you're not like out there making news, and you're, you're kind of a uh, you know, kind of quiet, I think, as compared to other city managers at, at city council meetings and things, is, that's, that's just the way you work, right?
1: That's right. But I have to just give a shout out to our amazing team um, for the state of the city just bringing amazing talent, and that's just reflected about the success in the event. Thank you, though.
0: Okay. Well, I I learned stuff about you at the uh, State of the City when you were speaking. I I think it's on the news today, some of it, too, so whatever. All right. Do you want to introduce uh, the guy sitting next to you there? Who is he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have Steve Flanagan um, with us today. He's our utility director. And you've actually been kind of serving the utility longer than we've been the city.
2: Yes. Good morning, David. Uh, good morning to all the radio listeners out there. Uh, Steve Flanagan, I've actually been a resident of Flagler County and Palm Coast before Palm Coast existed as a city since in 1975. So I consider myself one of the earlier se- settlers of the Palm Coast community. Uh, but I worked for the original developer, ITT, and then we switched over to a private company in the late 90s Florida water and then it was wonderful when the city of Palm Coast actually incorporated and then a few years later in October of 2003 uh, the city actually bought the utility and I think that's one of the biggest accomplishments the city made because it was uh, basically an investment in the future of the city
0: so you came here to uh, work in utilities for ITT
2: Yes, I, I started with ITT in the actual late 70s while I was still in uh, college.
0: Well, well um, where'd you come from?
2: Originally, I came from uh, Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia, beautiful area. Uh, at the time, I kind of wasn't sure about coming to here, but love it here now, raised a family here, and it's a beautiful community.
0: Well, you have a great history of the Palm Coast Utilities, and plus you're a resident here, right? You get a water bill? Oh,
2: I get a water bill, yes, sir. <laughs> I uh, Yes, yeah, some people think that because we work for the city or the utility, we don't pay a water bill. No, I pay a water bill just like everybody else. Um, matter of fact, uh, sometimes people ask about that, and uh, I, I look at it as I'm a consumer just the same as I am uh, employee of the organization, and I want to make sure that we do everything we can to keep our costs reasonable.
0: Okay. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about today, keeping the cost reasonable. And to me, I'm also, I'm a resident here. Denise, are you, you live in Palm Coast, do you?
1: I, I do, and it's actually required as part of our charter.
0: Okay. So you get a water bill.
1: I do. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Hey, uh, Brian, of course, co-host here Good this morning. morning. Good to have you. We're going to switch it over to Gretchen um, Chambers. I keep... Oh, no, excuse no me, good. Gretchen Smith, that was your maiden name. Yes, all right. Sorry yes, about that. Could. All right, and uh, you've been here, you're part of the family, you did a talk show here. You oh, started uh, the Chamber Chat and then with the health department and all that through COVID, and now you work for the uh, St. John's River Water Management District.
3: Yes, I've been okay. there, uh, it'll be two years in March.
0: Okay, so, yeah. so I'll let you introduce um, Clay.
3: Yeah, I've got Clay Corsi here. He's our director of uh, water supply planning.
0: All right, hey Clay. Good morning. Water supply planning. Hmm. So, it's up to you to make sure we don't run out of water.
4: That's correct. Um, just in real real simple terms, what water supply planning's goal is here in the entire state of Florida is to make sure that we're supplying or have the ability for our utilities and water users to have Good, clean, safe drinking water and water for use for economic development while also protecting our natural resources.
0: Yeah, a lot of people that move here, they think Florida is surrounded by water. That's the last thing that they should be concerned about. Should we be concerned about our fresh water supply?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, One of the things I think that a lot of people take for granted is they look around. Like you said, there's water everywhere. But it's really only that top few feet of the water like in our aquifer system that we can use before we start to have unacceptable harm to those resources so particularly in Palm Coast the wetlands that are here are critically important because those are really nature's kidneys for cleaning up the water before it discharges out into the intercoastal waterway and then out into the ocean so by keeping that clean water and those wetlands um, vibrant and healthy and alive you help to not have things like red tide happen out in the the, um, Atlantic Ocean.
0: So is Florida kind of like a floating sand pad on fresh water? Is that wrong?
4: I think that's a somewhat accurate description. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, and then and with you know everybody, oh my God, all this growth, people coming here, they're ruining it for us, and our prices are going up, our bills are going up, our taxes are going up. The can't get around on the roads, and what used to be Florida is not what it was, and they're disenchanted. You know, you got all those people. Um, Is that putting a strain on our fresh water supply statewide and here in Flagler County?
4: So I'd say yes, it is putting a strain on it. But the good thing is, is that. We're working with our local governments on what sort of projects can you come up with to stretch that water supply. And I think um, Gretchen could probably talk for hours about <laughs> some of the things we're doing on the water conservation side of things because that's the cheapest way to be able to stretch that that aquifer bank account that we're all using.
0: Okay. Well, um, go ahead, Gretchen.
3: Yeah, and I mean we're seeing we're seeing in you know our own. In our own district, which is like 18 counties, but we're seeing so much growth, especially in like South Lake County, um, that builders are having problems getting water for for homes. So they're they're getting water for the inside of the house, but they're not getting water for the outside. So you know, meaning every,
5: meaning irrigation or yeah, what do you yeah. Mean?
3: So the, so they're the the classic you know St. Augustine grass. Um, they're not doing that anymore. Or or it's becoming more of a challenge. So they're putting like bahia grass in the backyard that doesn't need irrigation. Yeah. Yeah, So it's it's um, you know we're starting to see challenges, but I think that there's a lot of collaboration going on and finding you know alternative ways to you know have that. Florida landscape that people move here for.
0: So Gretchen, have you turned into one of those radical environmentalists that want us to have sand and a <laughs> wagon wheel in our front yard?
3: Um, yeah, I'm getting there. So. <laughs> Is that allowed in Palm Coast?
5: Yeah, wow. a, sand, a, a, a
0: desert scape?
3: No, I don't think I don't think that's part of
0: oh zero xeriscape. That was a big thing years ago. Yeah,
3: but that's not a good word. It's, it's Florida friendly landscaping.
0: <laughs> what I thought wasn't that was like a fad. Well, years ago, I haven't heard yeah. that in a long time. Zero right? Yeah.
1: That's right.
3: What, yeah, that was a term so,
0: used. I
1: think um, when uh, Mayor Nets was serving on City Council, who was a, a, a huge advocate for conservation and reducing. Water usage. And I, I learned an astonishing statistic, I think it was just last week, that 50% of our water hits our yards. Mm-hmm.
3: And it that's, that's what?
0: staggering. Wait a minute. Yes. That, wait, wow. well, 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 let's back up here. You what? mean as far as rain? No. <laughs> wait a minute. You're talking about drinking water? 50% of our drinking water supply goes on to our, we water our... Well, it
3: depends on where you live. It depends on where you live, and it depends on whether you have potable water in your, you know, that would be your irrigation, or you have reclaimed water. Which mm-hmm. I know that the city is doing great things, and the, the new neighborhoods that are coming in are having reclaimed water versus potable. I, th-
2: I think you can see it um, when we have drought conditions, if you will, mm-hmm. when there's time frames, and when we have limited water supply or water hitting the ground from the. The sky, especially in the summer times when it's very warm and that demand grows very fast at that time because the lawns start to brown out quickly as opposed to this time of year when they're kind of dormant anyway. So in the summertime, if there's a period of time with limited rainfall, our demand spikes up greatly. You could see our normal um, usage or production in water, potable water is roughly – Eight million gallons, seven million gallons a day, but in those times where it's drought conditions, and especially in the summer times, it easily can go to ten or eleven million gallons a day, and that's what it is. That's what's showing up is irrigation.
5: Mm-hmm. Brian, well, I am. I feel convinced. I don't. I don't even like mowing my lawn, and I also <laughs> like. I also like uh, conserving water, so. All, all you city council members out there, you should think about that.
0: All right, Brian. You can Give go us home now. This show doesn't
2: apply to you. <laughs> and, and can I piggyback kind of on a little bit um, what was said earlier about the reclaimed water? That's one of the major, major big benefits we're, we're seeing now. We, we uh, introduced our reclaimed water system roughly 15 years ago in 2008, and so – we're increasing that customer base that's using reclaimed water, and therefore not impacting our potable water system nearly as much over time. So that's going to
5: lessen, and that's going to help us greatly over time. Brian, so we we you mentioned this in a couple different ways so far on the show, where the city you know has city bought the water utility. Um, that's a real major. Um, uh, event in the city history that I think is pretty easy to overlook um, for most people. But what what do you think that did for the city to take control of the water utility? And what would have happened if we didn't do that, if the city didn't do that at the time? Well, at the time in – And what, around what year are we talking about? 2000, October of 2003 is when the city
2: purchased the utility. Uh, and just, it was a
5: private company? It or? was a
2: private company at that time called Florida Water Services, basically owned – by a major corporation out of Minnesota. So you can uh, see right away that uh, there was uh, people calling shots that weren't in the community or anywhere close to the community. Uh, so, And, of course, um, profits were a big piece of that puzzle, right? So in 2003, there was a, there was a likelihood that we were going to get purchased with, by two small companies out of the panhandle, uh, if I remember right, uh, the cities of Milton and Gulf Breeze, Florida. Uh, and so if that happened, in my opinion, it would not have been a good thing. It, it might not have been much different than a private company owning us, but you know, the city actually purchasing it, the city controlling the system, the city then has the ability to help to figure out how growth is going to impact the utility and the utility... Uh, how the utility impacts that growth as well. So another
0: company owns it. it they're in for for the profit. They could uh, jack up rates and things like that. So you feel as though by the city, by us owning our own, we have some control over what we're doing. We have
2: a lot of control over and, what we're doing. And that's and, why
0: we're having a public hearing on a rate increase of 18% coming up.
2: And, and keep in mind, there is no. Okay.
0: So our,
2: our bottom line is to be flat. What income comes in is what we spend. Uh, and we're we're also an enterprise. So that, oh, fund. that's
0: I was going to say. Is that so, like the airport and enterprise fund?
2: So we're an enterprise fund. So we're you know your your property taxes don't go towards running the utility. Matter of fact, things that uh, some might do in comparison to other uh, city owned water and sewer companies, we actually pay for what we call allocations. So our IT people, we pay a, a portion of the IT. Department bill. You mean
5: the water? The water department pays part of the city's utility for for the city's IT services.
2: Correct for the city's for the utility department services that are provided by our in-house IT people, our in-house finance people, and all those others. We pay towards that for that usage, so that they don't have to pull those dollars. Out of general funds or property taxes. All
0: right, so there's an efficiency with this that um, people don't know about, and there's a, that's why we're doing the show uh, particularly because we are coming to our taxpayers' hat. In hand, not necessarily hat in hand, but hand out saying that we need more money, we gotta pay for it, and people are gonna get up and complain and everything, but there's two public hearings coming. We did get a press release from Brittany Kershaw and Brian needed to. Let's read the first paragraph. It said, uh, Palm Coast to hold public hearings on utility rate studies. City of Palm Coast has completed a comprehensive utility rate study, which highlights the need for strategic planning to ensure a sustainable future. You hear that word sustainable a lot. The uh, findings of the study reveal that the existing monthly water and wastewater rates, that's you, should be updated, increased to cover, <laughs> that's me, I'm adding my own in there, to uh, cover the forthcoming operating expenditures, um, capital funding requirements, debt service payments, and bond coverage up requirements. Updated sounds better than increased. That was. That's why uh, uh, Brittany is the. She's the, the spin doctor of the city <laughs> back there. All right, so a bottom line, everybody gets it, um, everything has gone up, and inflation is affecting the operation of our utility plant in ways that I never thought of until um, I read, because you do break it out on here, and this is why we're doing this show, am sure Brian and the Observer are going to do a thing that just, understand, if you want to get up and complain, go ahead, but at least be intelligent about it, and uh, maybe offer a solution or something, but... Um, it's When people get up there and they have public comment, and they have no idea what they're talking about, and they're just complaining, and they're honest about it, and they're emotional about it, you know, but you're like, oh, that poor person, you know, like if if they would read more than just what's in the neighborhood, uh, you know, um, social sites and, and pass along bad information, so... If anybody remembers anything, Denise Bevin here, from the program, kind of like give us a quick summary. You're here. You're giving everybody notice. Take the public hearings coming, two of them, one in the morning, one at night, so accommodate everybody. Um, what do we need to know in one thing on why you're doing this? Why are we asking the taxpayers to pay more?
1: Yeah, so this is, um, you referenced uh, the rate right study. So... Um, This is not anything just unique to Palm Coast. It's traditional government of revisiting your rates. And usually that's about the five-year timeline. And the reason it's a five-year timeline is one of the major reasons is that it's consistent with our capital improvement program that's looking at a five- to ten-year forecast. And um, going back to a reference that was made to the 18 percent increase – we actually did an exercise um, through our staff to see what that would actually mean to our bill. And I think you you did that, didn't you, Steve? Yep.
3: Yeah.
2: Yes, Denise. Um, we ran a couple scenarios. Um, we talked about things a little bit yesterday, and um, somebody asked me, "Well, you know, can you run a number on what the impact since I live in town, what my impact would be?" So I did, I thought, "Yeah, that's a good idea. Let me do that." So I ran numbers yesterday on my bill, and I use uh, 2,000 – or my last bill anyway. I used 2,630 gallons, um, and based on that usage, my bill, my utility portion of my bill – was
5: $72.56. So when people look at their bill, they're seeing more than just that? What, what else do they see on their bill? They, Brian, they see their solid waste or their trash bill, and they also oh. see their
2: stormwater bill on there. So obviously today we're focusing on the water and wastewater portion of that bill. So my bill was $72.56 for the water and sewer-related fees. Um, Come May 1st, if the rate study impact is approved and the ordinance, then my bill would go up to $72.79, or a $0.23 increase per month. Now, the other uh, timeframes of rate increases are October of 2024 and October of 2025. If you look at those in the future – then my rate would have gone up from seventy two seventy nine to in October of twenty twenty four it would become seventy seven sixteen, and then ultimately in October of twenty twenty five it would be eighty one dollars and seventy nine cents for a grand total over that time frame of nine dollars and twenty three cents a month change.
0: All right. So, well, so it. When you see eighteen percent, what people are going to do they 're going to look at the total, which would include your trash and it would include storm water, and then they add eighteen percent that that 's not the number to add eighteen percent to correct yeah. david
2: yeah. It, it's the it's the waste just that wastewater and water charges only
5: All right. so I have david ayer's uh water bill in front of me he just handed it to me it says you use 3,160 gallons that's that's a lot
3: more than than gretchen's coming to my house now that's 800
5: more gallons than steve's using a month i mean that's that's a lot of water how much
3: water is yeah (laughs) all
5: right all right mine's higher than that i have five kids so my my my, mine might even be a little higher than this
0: okay i would imagine (laughs) all right so the base rate right when if you pull out your um your uh, water bill from the city utility bill, the base rate is, even if you use less than that, you still pay that minimum amount, correct?
2: Yes, David,
0: that's correct. All right. And so, so Gretchen, what we're talking about is, because you're here to talk about conservation, mm-hmm. so if, like, like, mine is, like, I'm way over the minimum, but there's ways to cut back on the overage to where you could reduce your water bill. Exactly. All right. So, exactly. so,
3: so Brian, I'm going to ask you because you've got five children. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. they leave the water on when they brush their teeth?
5: I don't think so. I think they read a, a picture book one time that I convinced them otherwise.
3: Okay. All right. And, how, <laughs> and all the men here, when you shave, do you need, do you leave the water running or do you turn it off?
5: I, a very but, personal question. I know. Really? I know. Like I, I, sh- well, I but shave these my, are just legs, examples. my legs. My legs, I shave in the shower. <laughs> but,
3: all right, well, that's two examples of ways that you can mm-hmm. save water.
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: It's Really simple.
5: I eat my pasta dry instead of boiling it. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. All right, okay. So, what's the biggest? The biggest thing we waste? Most people waste uh, water on irrigation. Is there? Mm-hmm. But, but you're talking about like using your hose to water your lawn.
3: Yeah, but hoses don't. You don't use as much water when you when you water with a hose.
5: I don't. I don't even have irrigation system. um, We don't use ours, which is why my yard looks horrible. But it's also, um, I mean, honestly, like it's not as important to me. But some people take you know tons of pride in their yard. It Mm -hmm. looks immaculate. You know, there's not a weed in there, and but that does take a lot of water. You know, It, it is also part of what makes. Palm coast pretty when you drive down residential streets so it's kind of a and
0: there are ordinances okay. that you have to keep your yard looking good brian i've heard that yeah so brian well it I can think be we'll,
5: tall but there can be short brown weeds and you're fine <laughs> okay. i think one of the
4: people one of the things that a lot of people um, especially people that are new to the state don't understand is that it doesn't take as much water as they're putting on those mm. on those lawns to actually keep them looking really nice and there's As technology is advancing, there's things like smart controllers for your irrigation system, which has a sensor that you put in the ground, and if it's been raining, your irrigation system won't turn on. So there's all sorts of technology that's becoming available that people can take advantage of to be able to reduce their outdoor water use because that 50% number on average is accurate. You have some people like you who it's probably very low, right? (laughs) But then you're talking about the other large water users that – they're probably well over that 50 percent, right, because they're probably watering very heavily multiple days a week.
5: And some people may be able to reduce their irrigation by 25 percent
4: and not notice it really exactly. in how exactly. it looks. So that would be an easy way to reduce water.
5: Okay. David,
4: I think one thing you know, moving towards the future 20 years from now, our, our children and our grandchildren are going to look back and say – they put potable water on the grass outside. <laughs> what was going on with? Yeah. Well, here's my
0: question is why do we flush our toilets with drinking water?
4: That's another thing too where you could do and some of the things that happen with gray water that can be used to do that.
0: So, I mean to me that it's because we pay, right? Well, we don't pay for how much we flush. We pay how much we use and you're assuming a certain percent of that goes to the sewer plant, right? But
5: do okay. we have do we have pipes that would supply your Toilets
4: with non-potable water? There'd have, to be, some, even be, there'd have but, to be some changes to the code on how that's done.
0: Mm-hmm. Would that be a good idea? Denise, you're all about environmental stuff and mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, well, um, I think there's some adaptations that you can do inside your home mm-hmm. to recapture. So um, I, I've seen these devices where, I should say appliance, mm-hmm. but where you actually have your sink on the top of your tank to wash your hands. And then that water actually captures and goes into your toilet system as gray water. Oh, that's and so, a good idea. You know, that's something you can do maybe as a homeowner.
3: Yeah, and, and all right, let's 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 do some potty talk here. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: um, oh, no. No. Um,
3: I mean, and the toilets have come a long way. I mean, standard toilets used to be 3.6 gallons per flush. That's a lot. But now you can get toilets that are like 0. 0.82 gallons per flush. And um they're 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 called the there's one called the Niagara Stealth.
0: <laughs> the what?
3: The Niagara Stealth. That's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Whoever yeah. came up
0: with that? Yeah, no, like a- I gotta, gotta get one. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well here, well I mean you've been on a cruise ship lately, right? And you go on one of those, you flush the toilet, and it will like suck all the towels off the racks when <laughs> and, and um and shoot it all down and with air, I think. There's yeah, there's vacuum. Yeah. So what about that? is that something to uh that 's
3: part of the new technology so again as as technology you know catches up with us mm-hmm. we're going to we 're going to be a little bit have a little bit more um, flexibility in your homes so that you 're going to be able to to conserve water
0: all right well eighteen percent is a big number, and um, we 're going to find out a little bit more about that and um, is Palm Coast more expensive than other cities in the area for their for our water wastewater? taking care of us here and uh, how much of a burden is being thrust upon us by all these Yankees moving to town and uh, (laughs) clogging up the roads. Uh, We'll talk all about that when we come back. Denise Bevan, Palm Coast City Manager. Utility Director Steve Flanagan, St. John's River Water Management District. We have Clay, Corsi, Gretchen Smith, Brian, McMillan, Mark, and me, David Ayers. We'll be right back. somebody knocks on your door or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi, folks, this is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself
4: free with the sun's free energy.
2: Oh, I see your past due for an oil change. Hi, this is Natasha Gibbs, and I have three good reasons for you to get your next oil change at Tom Gibbs Chevrolet. Number three, our oil change quick lane is now open, so you're in and out really fast. Number two, you'll get a free multi-point vehicle inspection and a free car wash. And number one, you'll get a 50% discount on your next oil change now through March 31st. Buy new roads. Get all the details and schedule your appointment online at TomgibShevy.com. This
5: is Memory Hopkins of Memory Hopkins Real Estate. It's a name you can't forget. From lighthouse to lighthouse, St. Augustine to New Smyrna Beach, my team and I cover all of your residential, commercial, and property management needs. We are your local realtor with a longer reach. Find us at MemoryHopkins.com.
0: Free for all Friday. I'm David Ayers. Good morning. If you're missing the broadcast, hope you listen on the podcast, Flagler Radio mobile app. You can share it. You can see picture. We have a video on our Facebook page of everybody in the studio looking good here uh, this morning. WNZF, and um, we're glad to have you. We're talking about the um, increase coming. You know, and I'm sure the the elected politicians are going, damn. Why does this have to happen on an election year? Uh, Because you know, then all the there's fodder for all the. The, um, you know, people running against them and look at if I was in there, I wouldn't be doing this and whatever it is. So what we're asking you to do is sift through all the noise out there on the Internet, on the other media and that and just come to your own conclusion um, based on some intelligence with it. Number one, we all know inflation is killing us in a lot of different ways. Um, At the grocery store and just the the cost of living, Um, our million-dollar food-a-thon this year, Pastor Solano, he said there's like over a 1,000 more families that are hurting than when we started this. And um, there's a Shimeno starting a thing for kids that are homeless in school that are living out of cars and and don't have a home. And so people are really hurting. And now when they're hearing 18% increase on the, senior citizens, fixed incomes, and all that, and, um, you know, it's like, gosh, can I afford to live in Florida? Can I afford to live in Palm Coast? So, Denise, how do we are, – are we – you know, it's always green around the other side, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and what other city – so how do we rank with the cost of our um, water and sewer for the average residential consumer?
1: Well, um, before I, we dive into that question, I have to say that our, our citizens, our residents, are actually very conservation-minded – um, I, I believe, Steve, about 50% of our residents, roughly, right, kind of a round number, um, are low-consumption users, and we've incorporated a um, what we call a lifeline tier to actually benefit those residents with this rate adjustment. And I'm, I'm sure Steve can go into that a little bit more and then also specifically to your question, David.
2: Yes, Denise, when when we first started the rate study and, you know, the – the consultant that's an expert in these kinds of things does the majority of the rate study, but they work with city staff to, uh, to ultimately come through with their to- total plan. And uh, one of the things we wanted to make sure the rate study consultant understood was that we wanted to focus on our, our citizens that are really trying to conserve water and trying to, to protect the environment by doing so. Um, and we had established many years ago conservation rates to do that so with conservation rates basically being the less water you use the less you pay per thousand gallons of that water and then in tiers as you use more and more water you pay more per thousand gallons than you would at the lower tiers
0: so you're kind of punished for using more well
2: I don't look at it as (laughs) punished you're updated (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah
0: updated okay
2: we look at it as we're trying to effectively you know, promote conservation, and that's a way of doing so. And that's a way that's supported by the district, and we appreciate their support in that as well. Um, so when we did went through this rate study, we actually added an additional tier, as Denise mentioned, what we call the lifeline tier. For zero to two, the first 0 to 2,000 gallons, we actually lowered the rate per 1,000 gallons. Uh, and then in addition to doing that, what we did was we we held those base facility rates down that were that we spoke about earlier that are a fixed rate you know before you actually use water. so we held those um, in line as well for this first proposed rate increase in May.
0: you know I was this whole thing kind of made me think of water as a commodity, Um, because I was, you know, I just looked at it like it's just something, you turn it on, and, you know, it comes out, and... And uh, you pay a little bit of money, and uh, everything is working good. Now, you see an 18%. But I was like, okay, I was thinking, well, a commodity, like a liquid com- like milk. You know, Here's dairy farmers that are raising the cows and feeding them and fertilizing in the barn and eating all this kind of stuff. And they've got to milk them and ship it out, and it goes to the processing plant. So there's a parallel to to all that, and we get milk, and it's, what, like 3 $4. I was looking at orange juice is now $5 a gallon gas we all know we're at 350 plus a gallon for that and um a, our culligan water out front in the lobby here i was like how much do we pay for a five gallons of culligan water eight dollars and fifty cents for five gallon jug of of water there and uh, so i'm wondering what does it cost for a gallon of water that comes out of our tap because it's got to come from the aquifer it's got to be piped it's got to spent we got all these people involved and And chemicals and plants and processing and so it doesn't just come out of the, it's not that easy of a thing so what is our cost for the water per gallon that comes out of our faucet? So for
2: one gallon of water you pay roughly one half penny at the city rates for the volumetric charges of water And and that water provides you not just drinking water one of the big components um To a utility, a strong utility, one that can provide uh, for a growth community in a community of this size is fire protection. So keep in mind that one of the big things that the utility provides is a protection through fire protection and working with our fire department that does an extremely great job. We are ISO rated as a number two community. And there are not very many communities that have that high a rating, which helps in all of our home home insurance rates as well.
0: Do we have enough um, water plants, utility plants here in Palm Coast for the growth and for how long? And, you know, particularly looking at the Western expansion, which is the the Western wild frontier kind of. And there's no facilities out there right now. Is this is this is this 18 percent part of preparing for that?
2: No, that 18% is not for part of parent preparing for that, David. We have capacity fees that, that are for the growth of the community when it comes down to taking on new residents and new property development. Um, I will tell you, we currently have three water plants. Um, those two most recent, Plant 2 and Plant 3, were planned uh, for future growth. So when I say that, what I mean is – When the site was designed, it was prepared for a certain ultimate capacity. For example, Water Plant 3 that came online in 2008 as a 3 million-gallon-a-day water plant was actually designed, and some of the facility was built to to the ultimate capacity need of 9 million. So it's, once again, that's all part of our 5- and 10-year capital that Denise mentioned on using finance well and using your funds well, and looking at your future—not just today, but you got to look at tomorrow, five years, ten years, and even longer than that down the road.
0: So, how many how many millions of gallons does Palm Coast, the city, use, and how much do you pro- of all the plants total? If just roughly,
2: our production, I would say, uh, basically, like in a twelve year, uh, twelve month span or a one year span, David. We have, we produce anywhere from about the low being 7 million gallons a day to the high being about 11 million gallons a day.
0: So, how can I visualize what 7 million, what would that fill up, 7 million gallons? It's an aquarium that can fit the meg. Yeah.
2: Okay, (laughs) what? Well, maybe a good way to look at it would be the I 95 elevated tank that's, you know, Uh, that everybody uh, looks at as an icon of our community, that tank holds 750,000 gallons. So that would be 10 to 15 of those tanks if you looked at it. So now per day.
0: All right. So now, Steve, you say that. And I see the uh, uh, St. John's River Water Management District people going, oh, my God. I mean, because here's uh, Clay's job is the, um, you know, the uh, water supply planner on it. I mean, that's that's just Palm Coast. I mean, add add up the city of Jacksonville. And and, I mean, just in your whole district here, all these cities, it almost seems like the aquifer. How fast does the aquifer replenish itself?
4: So I think one of the good things about um, the use that um, was mentioned is that a lot of that water is going back to recharge the aquifer because a lot of that reclaimed water is going for irrigation. Some of it goes into some of the wetlands to recharge aquifer. So there's only a small percentage of that water that actually is not being beneficially reused. So you think about it, it's the water cycle, right? And that really what the city's goal and the district's goal is, this sounds really weird, but it's for that water molecule to go to the Atlantic Ocean as slowly as possible. So we're trying to reuse it as many times as we can for it finally discharge the Atlantic Ocean, and Palm Coast does a great job in doing that.
5: Yeah, the, I, I remember learning about this when it, first came, uh, when it was first implemented, but the zero liquid discharge, um, is that what it's called? Zero liquid discharge?
1: Yes, and actually um, that uh, zero liquid discharge project, is really, I should just make a tribute to our past city council and the city council today of, you know, being ready to pivot because we were losing about um, roughly, I think it was 1.2 million gallons um, to just discharging it to a surface water. A day or
5: a month?
2: Yes, a, a, a day.
5: 1.2 million gallons was being basically wasted and now that is recaptured and treated and can be used for what 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 is it uh, how is it now being used
2: basically what what occurs when you have uh out of our three water plants two of them are membrane plants and a membrane plant basically what it does is it concentrates the minerals that are in that water as a discharge or a concentrate discharge um, in the beginning for Water Plant 2, we had a discharge permit where we could discharge that into the uh, freshwater canal system. And at one time later on, uh, EPA decided that, uh, well, that maybe that wasn't the best method. And uh, <laughs> they, they told us you need to start looking at alternative methods of, of where you would discharge your concentrate stream from Water Plant 2. And so we did that, and we had about six alternatives, if I remember. And our our best solution was to actually create, and you might say, on four-water treatment plant number two, we have two water plants on that site because we have two different sets of processes. Uh, We have a membrane facility, and then basically we have another treatment facility that (coughs) treats that concentrate discharge from the membrane treatment process and we get almost 100% or 99-point-something percent use out of that raw water stream that now comes to a water plant, too.
5: Um, I would is, that, have, is that wastewater or stormwater that's being retreated to that degree?
2: No, it basically it's our raw water stream. So that's water that's coming to our water plant from our fr- our freshwater wells. And then we utilize all of it instead of just only utilizing 85% or plus or minus, which is a normal roughly percentage that a membrane facility would uh, produce as drinking water out of their initial 100% uh, raw water source.
0: So the the reason why we're all going to have to we're all going to have to pay more. I mean, because I guess right. I mean, this is is this going to be on a referendum? It's a public hearing. Is it's or the council has to approve it? Um, what's the process? Okay, you have your public hearings. People get up there and complain, and then we move on. And what's going to happen?
1: Yeah. So it's um, it's by ordinance, and um, of course our residents do know that we're uh, processing this adjustment because we have to notice them as well. Um, and so it's a council action, is what the steps are.
0: So this would, uh, we wouldn't have to watch Danko drink, um, what was it antifreeze, because well, he can say this isn't a tax? <laughs>
5: Does, uh, um, are, there, are there any alternatives? I mean, we can increase the water rates. Like grant money,
0: like other funding. Or I, mean, or, or
5: I don't know. I don't know what other alternatives there are, but um, what, is the, what are they choosing? What would the city council's choices
0: be? Yeah, if every, if everybody says no and the council goes, no, we're going to hold the line, we're not going to vote for any increases, then that puts you in a bad spot, I know, Denise but and, and Steve. But what do we do?
1: Well, I have to applaud our city council because we brought this item in November to them to really get into the weeds about, you know, what does this mean from a capacity standpoint? Absolutely a concern of, our city council is specific of uh, the hardship that this could cause on our residents with an adjustment that would change what their bill looks like. And I would say that, you know, we, we do absolutely pursue grants. I have to just give a shout out to the St. John's river water management district, our friends here today, because we're in constant collaboration about grants that come through uh, their agency. And even last week, um, I believe it was last week. I don't know. Uh, the days all mixed together sometimes. But we were in Tallahassee advocating for some appropriations and also uh, got an opportunity to meet the Secretary of Florida Department of Environmental Protection, Secretary Hamilton. And he brought some really um, great ideas directly to us about looking for um, innovative ways to seek grant funding. And, Steve, I don't know if you have anything to add to that.
2: Yes, I would add a couple of little things. Um, one is we we look for grants, uh, and we're working with like Flagler County on utilizing some of the the grants that they were able to get to help the the entire community because we do look at it as one community. You know, we're we people don't un, people don't see those boundary lines of oh, I just crossed from the city of Palm Coast into unincorporated Flagler County, right? So uh, we we do work hand in hand with our county as well, and that's been a big benefit, and it will be a big benefit to uh, doing uh, future projects over on the beach side for septic to sewer, uh, central sewer systems. And matter of fact, Grant uh, Clay was just talking about this before we got on the radio show a little bit. Um, One of the other things I would like to add is we also try and use our best funding sources when it comes to going out to take loans out for the bigger projects. And one of the bigger projects currently under construction is our expansion at wastewater treatment plant number two from a 2 million gallon a day plant to a 4 million gallon a day plant. And that project was funded through state revolving funds. And the beauty of those funds are the interest rate we were able to get on that loan was a 0% loan. Now, in the past, we've gotten other state revolving fund uh, loans that were less than 1% or less than 2%, but this loan is actually a 0% interest loan.
5: It seems like the, the borrowing of the money for these future projects is one way that we can not necessarily burden the current residents with all that growth. Like. Some people would say, "Well, the city has all this debt, but really, that's one way to. Do, that's one reason to do it, right? Is so that way, the people who move in afterward they can s- still pay their share of it, not just the current residents."
0: Yeah, and let me interrupt here with that because on the press release, basically the reasons are for asking for this rate increase, and the study shows is continued inflationary impacts. We all get that. For everything you can think about, then then you can break it down in different. But um, capital improvements, we get that you got to Im, improve on and update equipment and things like that. Regulatory compliance—that's um, an increased expense. Regulatory compliance, what's what's that about?
2: Well, uh, David, regulations change all the
0: time. Is this uh, the federal government?
2: Well, it might be partially it's, federal government. It's yes. It's it's the St.
5: John's
0: River water. No, I know.
5: It's
2: (laughs) it's conservation people. It's state and federal government mostly. Um, And, uh, you know, we all know that uh, as time moves on, we we get more intelligent about protecting ourselves and our own health. Um, I like to think sometimes my kids uh, try and protect their parents on what they should and shouldn't do. Um, So, uh, yes, regulation changes are something that impacts us and our bottom line. Um, But the good news to that is usually we have a fair amount of time to implement those things. And so if you implement them uh, with good planning, uh, they don't tend to drive you crazy or hit your bottom line too
0: well and that. then Brian what you were talking about was the uh, so okay we could get float some bonds or you know finance basically this so it doesn't hit us all right now for this and uh, financial credit worthiness is also one of the things on the press release that so how this gives us a um, power to negotiate a better interest rate on or a um, how I mean,
5: mean the 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 increased charge to the users could help us get better interest is that what you're saying or Yes, basi-
2: no? <laughs> basically, when we go out, if we go out for a bond, uh, the bond companies want to want to see that you can pay that bond back. So they look uh, in great detail to how our organization runs, the, stabi- the stability of the organization. In other words, who's ru- who's really running the utility, uh, other than the city manager's office and the city council, um, and is the city and the city council willing to make sometimes the tough decisions that says your rates are really going to be able to fund your programs and your improvements. All
5: right, Brian. So how do we compare to other cities? I know we mentioned that before, but are we with an increase or where we are now versus where with an increase?
1: So I I know that's a, a, a question that's eagerly being chased, but I have to say, um, we, we try not to overly compare us to other communities just because our system is unique compared to other systems. And even to the point of the supply, right, just by our location, um, our water supply is different than neighboring communities that might be a, a more pure source. So for us, we're starting to treat brackish water. So that makes us a little bit unique on how we manage our system. The um, point that Steve is communicating, even making sure that we're expanding our reclaimed water system so other communities may not be as advanced with those type. And frankly, our age, um, Steve gave a great overview of the evolution of the, the um, utilities coming to the city of Palm Coast, but if you look at St. Augustine, that's a totally different community and different challenges that they have. So I'm going to dodge that question for now, if that's Sounds okay.
0: Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's more here. Anyway. I'm thinking so, too. Yeah, all right. We've got to take a break, and uh, we'll be back, and we're going to – let you know about the public hearings coming up in the studio. Our city manager for Palm Coast, Denise Bevan. Our Palm Coast utility director, Steve Flanagan. Also, the St. John's River Water District uh, Management, Clay Corsey and Gretchen Smith. And Brian McMillan, me, David Ayers. We'll be right back.
2: Attorney Michael Pelagius. Do you know how to choose an attorney? It might be one of the most important decisions of your life. Do your research, learn about the firm, ask family, friends, or neighbors who they recommend. My job is to always look out for the best interests of my client, and that's why most of our cases are referred by prior
4: happy clients integrity, professionalism, empathy, courtesy, and results. That's Politis and Madavina, thejusticeattorneys.com, offices in Port Orange,
2: Palm Coast, Orange City, and Ormond Beach.
3: So you're ready to list it? We're ready to sell it. This is Sam Perkovich, broker-owner of Parkside Realty Group. Stop by our office in Town Center or call us at 302-0300. Visit us online at parksiderialitygroup.net.
0: Resetting your password unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Hi, this is Donald O'Brien
5: in Flagler County. Call the Hayward-Brown Flagler Agency at 437-7767.
0: Well, we got a couple of minutes to go and leave you with some information here. The uh, public hearing on the uh, proposed rate increase for utilities—it's going to be two of them. That's nice. You have one in the morning, which will be February twentieth, uh, Tuesday, nine o'clock at City Hall, right? So, at a, a pu- say at the so a public hearing, because I know when the during city council meetings, people get up and they speak, and then they ask a question, and then uh, Alvin goes, "This is." uh Is't a time to ask questions this is your time to speak at a public hearing. What's the format of that Denise How does what's the protocol for that?
1: Yeah, so we have um, through our communications team developed a program where we um, encourage the completion of comment cards. And those comment cards are important because we want your contact information. We want to know what your concern is directly. And so we can go back and go through our technical staff. And it could be about a pet tank. It could be about swales. It could be about many other things. And we want to get you the answers that you need. And then also our staff tries um, during the meeting to actually approach the speakers after they've um, done their three minutes to um, actually, try to find those solutions um, with them at that time.
0: So, what is productive for a public hearing for for you guys? I mean, you got Steve here, and you've got the um, St. John's River Water Management District telling you everything. You got all the facts. You did a study or whatever, and um, I know you're going to have a presentation, a PowerPoint, right? So that'll be kind of educating people to it. So, what what do you? What can you possibly come away with from listening to the public? I mean, I don't know if people are going to go, yeah, this is great, you know, um, or they just complain. Is it just a time to kind of let off steam? Or? You have
5: a low opinion of these com- of these complainers, David. I've,
0: I've watched <laughs> They're them. They're the public. There's them. your neighbors. I know. I think there should be a dress code for public comment also. <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. That's why I'll never be elected. Okay. So what is it that could possibly come out of this that's good other than people just voicing an opinion, Denise?
1: well i (laughs) so i'll just go back to us um, our mission of delivering exceptional services by making our citizens our priority that's our mission statement and this is when you think about water you you mentioned commodity right so it is the one of the biggest contributors to safety in our community and the quality of life for our residents and what i would Um, really a goal that to communicate to our residents and today um, we want to instill that is that your utility is a premier utility because our city council believes that water is life right and our services really reflect on um, why palm coast is such a great place to live so obviously yes a lot of technical information is going to be brought forward during that presentation but also you know, we want our residents know that we care. I mean, Steve's your, your neighbor, I'm your neighbor, and um, we don't take these things lightly. It, it is a, a huge analysis. And to city council, I have to applaud them again, in November they said go back and look at it a little bit harder because we want to make sure that we have looked at every perspective. And I think that comes across when you hear our presentations.
0: Okay. All right. So um, go ahead. Make an invitation. People are listening. Citizens right now, Denise, go ahead and and give a personal invitation to come to the public hearing.
1: Yeah. So please, you know, our city council appreciates when you come to our public meetings and you express your concerns, because we do take those concerns to heart. It's important for us. So um, please come to the public hearing. The first is on February 20th. And also, our communication team, the IT team, does such a great job of making sure that you can remotely listen to it and hear it, and then always come to your city council members and Mayor Alfin and talk to them as well. They really do want to hear directly from our citizens, not just through a public hearing, but every day.
0: All right, very good. Well, we're out of time, so time for final comments. We'll start from uh, left to right: Gretchen Chambers Smith. (laughs)
3: Thank you. Um, well, I just want to encourage everyone to, um, you know, think twice when you use water because it is it is uh, an important resource for everyone. And if you're looking for water conservation tips, go to waterlessflorida.com, and
4: there's all kinds of tips on there.
0: All right. Very good. Well, Clay Corsi, is this uh, what you expected?
4: Absolutely. And take home for me what I'd like everyone to get out of this is I think we should really have a water ethic here in the state of Florida. And what that means is when you see someone litter, what do you think about that person when you see him litter? We should have that same thought and be striving to be, to be that much more careful about how we're using our water.
3: All right.
5: Very good. That's, so, that's interesting. Sh- so weeds that are brown in your yard, you should be celebrating people like me.
3: It's called a freedom lawn. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> right. Yeah, watch it. Brian should win
0: the yard of yes, the month for palm the water cows. conservation oh, yeah. yard of the year. Right. Give, your, give us your address. And not I'll drive single, by and, Not a uh, single
5: drop has been used to uh, irrigate uh, yeah, this lawn. That's long. right.
0: <laughs> and he hasn't mowed the grass in uh, not six not, months. Not right. That's not true. All right. Okay. Denise Bevan, our city manager. Um, by the way, you do a great job. Thank you. Oh, I th- that.
1: thank you. It's really a, uh, my job is easy because my team is amazing. And um, I shouldn't say easy. I'll take that back a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> but I appreciate that. Um, I just like to leave with a um, just being very appreciative of Steve's team and all their hard work. Um, they have countless hours of on-calls and, you know, our customer service team does an amazing job. And they're proactively helping our residents to conserve water by looking at consumption and reaching out with water tips. Our website has some amazing water tips. Um, Right now, my toilet's leaking, and I'm paying attention to it. So (laughs) I would just, uh, just like to say I'm very proud to be the city manager of such a beautiful city and very proud to lead the team I have.
0: Okay, thanks, Denise. Steve, final comments from you. First of all, I would
2: like to say thank you, David, for having us here today because I think it is very, very important to educate our community. And that's what I believe we've done here today as best we can in an hour's time. I would also like to say that I'm very proud to lead the team that we have at the utility, many of who have served our community for decades uh, and that are proud to do that. (coughs) And and as we stated earlier – Denise is a customer of the utility. I'm a customer of the utility. Almost all of them are also customers of the utility, so they look at things a little differently as being a customer as well, and they are proud to provide clean, safe drinking water to our citizens every day.
0: All right, very good. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for being here for all these years, too. You're a valuable asset to uh, to all of us, and so thanks for hanging in there, right? Th- thank you, you very much. Moved here when you were in college, right Right out of college, and and uh, made a career out of Palm Coast. That's great. Brian, final words from you and the Palm Coast Observer?
5: Well, nobody wants to pay more money, but I do feel a sense of uh, reassurance that we have these professionals on the city staff that are paying attention to it, that are trying to forecast and make sure that we are, we can't, when we turn on the water, we can, we know it's going to, what's going to happen, and we know that uh, we're going to have capacity going forward. And so I hope that... uh the process continues, and we can come out with good outcome.
0: All right. Well, here's what I got out of it. I got my water bill here, and it says uh, usage three thousand one hundred and sixty gallons. Oh good I know. That's right. only
5: a ha- it's only a half a penny a gallon, though.
0: Yeah. My anyway. So um, what I'm going to do is try to get that down to uh, two thousand and some next month. All right, and just see, kind of work on it a little bit of time, kind of make some some fun out of it, and uh, reduce the bill, but also save on water. To make Gretchen Clay happy at the uh, Saint John's River Water Management.
5: You can come take a shower at my house, David.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll save person. some water. All right, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. Free for all Friday coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there.
5: Serving Flagler County for a decade and a half. WNZF, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235CW, Panel.